Welcome to the Two Stewards Show. Sadly, we have come to the end of our mini-series on the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, this time, we quickly breeze through the last few chapters of the book. There's lots of tips and tidbits in there on how to move forward and put into practice the concepts that uh, were discovered in previous chapters. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and take a listen to the last three episodes. This time, we also take some time to analyze the book from a Christian worldview. So when talking about this topic, money in particular, uh, I will admit it's also very easy and tempting to begin idolizing or worshiping money and the things money can buy. So of course, worshiping money or possessions is something we want to avoid. So it's important to read books like this with a critical eye. Uh, so if you have any comments on the show uh, that will help Mark and I improve and bring more value to you as a listener, please send your feedback to hello at twostewards.ca. And now let's jump into this episode. Hello, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Stewards Show. And uh, yeah, happy to have you with us. Happy to uh, finally wrap up our review of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, I'm laughing because Mark said earlier this is going to be a really short one. <laughs> <laughs> like we say with every episode. We were going to do this book in three hour. episodes, but it's been three already, and we're doing one more. One more, but we promise this will be the last one. <laughs> a short, a short <laughs> it's, one. Yeah, it's probably quicker to actually read the book than to uh, <laughs> listen to our review. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we got chapters eight and nine, and then uh, we'll do a uh, an overall review. So any uh, any highlights from chapters eight and nine, Brent, that stood out to you? We should ask our listeners if they have any questions. Any questions, anyone? I don't hear any. <laughs> Maybe we do phone calls on this episode? Yeah, okay. We'll take some phone calls <laughs> from the field. Give us a call at 1-800-RICH-DAD. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. So chapter 8 uh, and 9, uh, Robert gets into kind of summarizing what we've gone through so far and then giving some action steps. Yeah. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, uh, we kind of went over the book. Um, definitely changes your uh, thoughts around um, thinking about your personal finances and uh, the value of saving, the value of investing, and uh, owning assets versus owning liabilities. Mm -hmm. All of these different concepts that we already talked about. Um, and he also talks a lot about the education system, right? How yeah. um, our current system is kind of set up to make people who uh, are getting a good job, getting a secure job, making lots of money, but not necessarily keeping all that money uh, and being financially savvy with it um, yeah. and investing it. They're kind of just spending it on uh, whatever, and then they need to go back to work. So they're basically working for money. Yep. Um, so the chapter starts, there is gold everywhere. Most people are not trained to see it. Um, and then he gives a list of different, 10 different um habits or ways that you can kind of, um, put into practice all the different concepts he went through his book. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to go through these or that kind of, I think we would pick and choose a few, right? Number one, have a deep emotional reason or purpose for doing what you do, a combination of wants and don't wants. And so there's like, there's a theme maybe running through our podcast as well in our review, um, that, Kiyosaki, like he has a lot of very, ex very good practical advice yeah. uh, financially 
Um, but then at the heart of it, like he's missing the mark and you know, can like, can you blame him? He's not a Christian. He didn't write this as a Christian book, but this is how we're looking at it. So, yeah. um, you know, even in that statement, have a deep emotional reason or purpose for doing what you do, a combination of wants and don't wants. So for a lot of people who've been influenced by this book, that deep emotional reason or purpose is, is to secure my financial future or yeah. my family, you know, maybe some examples of that. Future. Just like, I don't want to work for all my life yeah. or, um, I don't want what my parents had. I want something better or, yeah. um, you know, I don't like being an employee or I hate, you know, whatever working hard. And then the government takes all my money and until yeah. I die, basically like that yeah. whole attitude. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a, there's a common theme of self, of ego, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, we know we, we are not living for ourselves. So all of those things are not necessarily bad things in the right context. But when the, when the, when the reason is just for, you know, deeply for yourself, right? That's not, um, yeah, that doesn't really jive with the Christian viewpoint, but I think there is, um, there's a way to make that work. And so we'll, we'll go through that, but just kind of have that in the back of your mind as you're listening, or if you're reading the book, as you're reading it, that, um, that deeper purpose, you know, is to serve God and to serve yeah. others, not to serve yourself. Yeah. And that's kind of the namesake of the show, right? Stewardship. Where, yeah. Um, you've been given all of these things, uh, your financial gifts, your income, right? If you yeah. talk about this book, you talk about earning an income every day. Yeah. Um, what do you do with it? Well, it's actually not your income. Like it's been <laughs> given right. to you and trusted to you. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, do the best you can with what you're given. And this, you know, this book can be one of the tools to help you do that. So, um, but the, yeah, there's also, there's a lot of on the practical side too, like it's kind of having a why, right? What's your yeah. reason for doing this? And if you don't have something in your head, um, about why you're doing it. And it, it very quickly is, uh, demotivates you when you hit an obstacle and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm not really doing this for any reason. I'm just going to stop. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so when he, he talks about it, he's talking about like saving money, uh, putting money aside and then investing money and doing all those things. Like you have to have a purpose. Otherwise you're going to see your friends out partying on Saturday night. Like, Hey, you know, why am I working so hard and not spending money on those things? Why don't I just go do that? Cause yeah. that looks like way more fun. Well, and it, yeah, I mean for, for people in maybe a church setting, yeah, like the same thing applies. So maybe we realize we're not going to go party on a, on yeah. a weekend or whatever. And you know, as you get older, your priorities change, maybe but you're not going to go on 10 vacations a year <laughs> like no. all the other people. Well, but that's, but there's the danger, right? Yeah. Like, Oh, the, you know, those people can afford a couple of vacations a year. Like, yeah. you know, we need it just to de-stress or it'd be good yeah. for the kids or like, you can always find a reason, right? Or yeah. I need a boat, nothing wrong with boats. <laughs> right. But there's certain things that are, expense? are more acceptable. Um, and I don't know if you have your priorities straight, that's fine. But like, what are your priorities and have you actually sat down and been like, look, I'm devoting this, <laughs> you know, I want to devote X amount of my income to kingdom work or to yeah. helping other people or to whatever it is. Have like, you set a goal, you know, it'd be, Hey, it'd be good to give, uh, you know, X number of dollars a month. Yeah. Or maybe at the end of 10 years, I want to be able to, to do a certain thing, yeah. right? 
donate X amount of money or yeah. buy this thing that we need or, you know, do something downtown um, or in my neighborhood, like whatever that is, right? Yeah. I have a goal. So um, anyways, we can go on about that for a while. Well, and then the other thing he points out too is if you if you don't have a reason for doing something, then all the rest of the stuff that he's talking about is going to sound like way too much work, right? Yeah. So we can get into some of the other stuff. Um, yeah, and that like, but it just makes sense because if you look at people in your church who are active and doing stuff, um, there's always that certain group of people who who really do everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's that uh, the eighty twenty rule again, uh, striking. But usually, when people have a defined reason they understand why they're doing things and they've really examined their life and what it's worth and what it's for um then it makes sense for them to to put in the effort to do all this stuff because you look you know some people are like on a lot of committees and then do all kinds of other stuff that you don't see either necessarily but sometimes you kind of find out like oh they're doing this and that and involved in all kinds of other stuff, right? And you're like, how could they possibly have the t energy and time to do that? But they have a, a reason. And um, usually that involves just sitting down and discussing with your spouse too. Like, you know, what do we want to, how do we want to live our lives? What do we want to do? So um, in that way, when you're reading this book, like, yeah, you don't apply it just to yourself and to your financial goals, but look at your life. Yeah. And um, look at, you know, look at it with a spiritual lens. Well, that I guess goes into the I'm next saying. one, too. The next one is uh, understanding the power of choice and choose daily what, you, what to do um, and include choosing uh, the right habits and educating yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, because I guess what's the saying? When people let life happen to them and um, yeah, if you wake up in the morning, you don't really have a reason and you don't have, um, you know, a plan. Yeah. then life will just unfold for you the way it did every other day. Um, and you might wake up in 10 years and go, Hey, well, you know, why didn't I achieve the, like whatever you said, a boat, <laughs> like, <laughs> I always wanted to own a boat. Why didn't I, why don't I own a boat? Well, yeah. you know, but that could apply to anything, any goal that you set. Right. Well, I mean, it could be learning scripture yeah. more, right? Cause you're like, Oh, my minister, like he just, he can pick out these texts at yeah. random. And like, if you're talking about something, he knows like, oh, here's a text that applies to that. And maybe you kind of know it yeah. vaguely, but like, oh man, I guess, well, he went to seminary. So he, <laughs> like, no, you don't get that just from going to seminary. Right. And there's other people. Yeah. If you have a goal of sitting down daily and reading the Bible and learning yeah. it, that's going to have an effect on your <laughs> life. And maybe in a couple of years or five years, yeah. you'll be able to, to have these to be able to, to pull these texts out yeah. and use them in various situations in your life or somebody else's life. Um, yeah, yeah big it's thing. just becoming a more competent Christian overall. We talk about becoming a more competent investor. Yeah. And, you need um, both, right? You yeah, need, you need both. And that, I don't know, maybe it's uh, underestimated, but the power of knowing the word and then also having the financial literacy when you get in a situation, you can make uh, a wise decision quickly, right? So yeah. you get kind of educate yourself in all areas. Yep. And that is something Robert does kind of say too, is the power of education, investing uh, in education and learning and building your financial literacy, but building um, your education in all different areas so that you can make better decisions quicker, make less mistakes. 
Yeah. I think that's just a wise piece of advice. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. he gives the example of uh, somebody who, um, <laughs> a friend of mine recently had her apartment burglarized. Burglarized. That means not burgers. I mean, somebody stole something. I would like my apartment the, burglarized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I home and there's burgers everywhere. Yeah. Came home and there was just juicy cheeseburgers. <laughs> no. The thieves took her electronics and left all the books. So yeah. his point was, we all have that same choice, right? 90% of the population buys TV sets and only about 10% buys business books. So he's just made a comment like, how much could you learn with the TV versus how much could you learn with the books? Which ones are more valuable or could have a greater impact in your life like yeah. over the long term, right? You'd steal all those books while you actually could have got a lot of wisdom and made better decisions. Maybe you didn't have to burglarize someone's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that reminds me of a meme that I've seen, which I don't know how accurate <laughs> it is, but um, it's like a picture of a pile of books in like a, a market, right? Like just stacks and stacks of books. Yeah. And um, I think it goes something like in Iraq, which is kind of like, does this happen everywhere in Iraq or is it like one specific area? But anyways, point is in Iraq, they just leave the books out like in the market stalls overnight because they have a saying. Um, and again, I don't know how true this is, but like there is some wisdom here, right? That um, like thieves don't read and readers won't steal. Yeah. So they're not worried about people stealing their books. They wouldn't leave a TV out, yeah. but books they will because like who's actually, you know, someone who understands the value of a book isn't going to probably steal it. Yeah. So and, same uh, uh, concept. Yeah. Cause if you buy, if you're stealing a TV, your, your intention is to probably sell it or uh, like assuming you already stole TV last week, you probably already have one. Yeah. You know, can't watch that many TVs. You're going to sell it. So, yeah, but it's a shame that the market values TV so high compared to books. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyways, let's go on to the next one. Uh, we're going to do this very quick. Yeah, we don't have to hit all of them, but no, choose but your friends so carefully. Far, we're on one, two, three, right? Yeah, choose your friends carefully. And that is... Um, Right. So yeah, his that's point why is, I'm such good friends with Mark. Yeah. <laughs> nobody said we were he, friends, friend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, burgerize your apartment. <laughs> please burgerize it. Uh, choose your friends carefully by leveraging the power of association, being careful not to listen to poor or frightened people. So he's sort of right and sort of wrong, right? The reason for choosing your friends yeah. for him is to leverage association. So you want successful friends who can introduce you to other successful people yeah and like practically speaking yeah i guess that makes sense um and don't listen to poor or frightened people and that also kind of makes sense because why would you take financial advice from someone who has no money no financial chops right yeah people always think they know what uh advice to give but you know the proof's in the pudding i guess yeah. or the proof of the pudding is in the eating is how that expression goes I don't know, but, but now um, I'm hungry. <laughs> you want pudding now? And burgers. <laughs> we always come back to food on this podcast, eh? <laughs> how that works. Um, but yeah, the the point of having friends, again, should be for your spiritual upbuilding. Yeah. Not for well, your financial. And for their, their upbuilding too, and, right? Yeah, exactly. To be a friend. So yeah, that uh, falls a little bit flat in my opinion, but at the same time, it is uh, advice that is good to consider when you're thinking about your career, especially, or your, um, financial well-being. And yeah, I mean, choose your work associates wisely for sure. Yeah. In, in that sense. Right. I mean, but there's always, 
I don't know. For a Christian, there's always, it's not just what can you get, but what can you give? So if you are making those associates, then you got to give them the gospel too. Well, he ends with, uh, basically insider trading. His friends give him insider information. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, in a certain sense, like if you have friends who are, um, you know, especially we deal with real estate, right? If you have uh, friends who are, say, real estate agents or mortgage brokers or somebody yeah. in the industry, they might have a piece of knowledge that you don't know and you have a quick conversation with them and boom, you're that much smarter. And, um, yeah, yeah, it could really, uh, advance, um, your decision-making too. So yeah. jump to the next one. Cause well, yeah. So he talks about learn quickly. Absolutely. Pay yourself first uh, or self-discipline. Absolutely. Select great people for your team and compensate them generously. That makes sense. Um, return of investment, talked about that a little bit um yeah use use money generated by assets to buy luxuries yes. as opposed to using your cash flow to buy luxuries so get the assets first and then the fancy okay, stuff have we if hammered you that it. concept home enough because uh i don't know you could hammer some more yeah so okay i in the last little while i just played um the rich dad cash flow game uh-huh so I think we mentioned this before, but he has a, he has a board game and it's an online version as well called the cash flow game. If you haven't checked it out, you should got to go check it out. So, um, there's a lot of different games out there. I'm not huge into games. Like I don't play board games that frequently, but obviously monopoly is one that I think a lot of people think of when they uh, think about real estate and, um, yeah, yeah. money. Um, but this cash flow game is really interesting because, um, it puts some of these, uh, concepts in the book into practice in like a really fun, engaging way. And I think we described it before, but you go around in a circle and you try and get out of the rat race mm -hmm. and, uh, your goal is to buy assets and, um, you know, take build risks, up yeah, build up passive income so that your income from your investments is greater than, uh, your expenses. So you start the game and you get basically a role. So you're like a secretary and you make 3000 bucks a month and your expenses are this and here's your house and that's what you live in. And then, so you have, uh, you have your income, you have your expenses and you have your, uh, liabilities. So like your mortgage and your car loans and your student loans or whatever. Um, but then every time you go around the board, it's a payday, right? So you get, um, whatever the difference between your income and expenses are. Yeah. Um, and then the goal is to try and land on, um, these cards that basically say, you know, is it, you, you can make a deal. So it's a small deal or a big deal and you make a small deal and then you can, um, you know, buy a stock and you have to determine whether it's a good time to buy or sell. And eventually you build up your assets and those assets generate income for you and they pay your expenses and you mm -hmm. win the game. You can basically get out of the rat race. Um, but I was playing this game and like, oh yeah, it's, a, it's really fun to try play around with it and see, uh, what level of risk works well, right? Like if I do this deal, all oh, that'd be good. But you just strap yourself for cash, right? You buy all the stocks or, yeah. uh, you buy a house, um, that maybe you just can barely afford and then something bad happens. Right. And yeah, in the game, I think <laughs> one of the expenses is you had a baby, right? And <laughs> your expenses go up. And I think the one game I had like four babies. So I don't know. <laughs> one after the other. It's I don't a good know. goal. Yeah, there you go. But they have costs, right? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he kind of 
um, I don't say indoctrinates you, but does a really good job of illustrating the, the power of taking risks that are calculated and buying assets and then using those assets to fund all of your expenses and liabilities. So I encourage everyone to go check out the game. If you have never played it before, try it for 20 minutes and see if you can win, get out of the rat race. Cause, uh, I think it will start changing your mindset a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's a good one. Anyways, I kind of want to go play the game right now. <laughs> Not now, Brent. Focus. Oh. All right. Focus. We have a podcast. <laughs> okay. A couple other things from chapter eight. Um, have a role model. That makes uh, good sense as well. And then finally, he says, realize that if you want something, you need to give something first, which is interesting. And that's generally, he's applying that towards like your group of friends or associates where, you know, if you want to actually get something from somebody else, you got to provide some value to them first so that they see the value of giving to you. So, yeah, yeah that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, chapter nine, he's got some to do's. So chapter eight, I think is more like, um, uh, intangible, not intangible, but, uh, more soft skills. And then chapter nine is like, here's some things that actually you can do. do. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are they? Because I need to do something to improve my financial well-being. <laughs> well, stop what you're doing. Okay. Why? Take a break and poor? assess what is and isn't working. <laughs> oh, that's the first thing you got to do. That's the first thing you do. Yeah. Um, you know, look and again, I'm not so going to go through these in depth. It's just going to stop what they're doing. <laughs> but Employ- no, unemployment is just going to spike. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe for like half an hour, Yeah. Not, you know, do it on your lunch If you're break. currently working, well, keep working, keep working. Yeah. No, but yeah, no, it's good to sit back and like figure out like what is working for me and what is not. Cause too often, like you said, you kind of live life on autopilot. Yeah. And you just get through the week and then uh, take a breather and then start again. Well, and, and that's the don't... definition of insanity, right? That you keep doing the same thing and you expect a different result. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, maybe people you just keep doing the same thing but... and they're not expecting a different result, but yeah. maybe they kind of wish there was. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, just uh, assess. Uh, look for new ideas, finding resources on different and unique subjects. Sure. Hey, that means tuning into our podcast. Exactly. Uh, find a mentor. So, yep, makes sense. Always be learning. I like that one for sure. Um, you can always, always learn stuff, even if you're an expert in your industry. Yeah. The most successful people always learn from others because there's always somebody who's thought of something you haven't, right? Even if it's an established field. Um, make lots of offers, always with escape clauses, because eventually someone will say yes. So I'm kind of <laughs> doing that right now with our... Yeah, that's specifically related to real estate, right? Yes. So... Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, you could apply that to other business ventures too, right? Always keep, yeah. keep stuff... Make sure you can get out of the offer, I guess. But um, I was just thinking of asking your boss for a raise. Uh, always be asking for a raise. <laughs> hey, good morning, boss. Can I have a raise today? No. Oh. <laughs> no, but it could mean like applying yeah. to different jobs. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to take them, but maybe you, I don't know. But yeah, specifically he was uh, talking about real estate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure you do your math and make those offers where it's advantageous for you and not everybody's going to take them. That's... And that's sort of the thing about real estate, right? Is there's no real black and white. Yeah. Every house, every purchase is a different situation and different opportunity. Yeah. And what one person might agree to, the next person absolutely yeah. would not. 
yeah. would disagree with. So they're all different. Well, and the other thing that's interesting about real estate is that if you, uh, if you see a deal come up and you're like, Ooh, that's a good deal. I'm going to buy it. And then you miss it. Like that house is not gone forever. That house is still there and the seller might sell it next year. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and they might be more motivated or like, you never know what could happen. Right. With yeah. every single property. Yeah. No, that's true. And there's, there's a price for every single property too. Yeah. Right. So like, so, like whoever owns it is likely willing to sell it at a certain price. So, yeah. Even if it's not on the market. Yeah. 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 So if you could figure out that value and it's true because there's some deals that, you know, we've made offers on weren't accepted, but I'm still watching them Yeah, just to see like, are they going to come oh, back? We had one Can where I... we offered and it got rejected, uh, it sold and then it fell through and we offered again and the exact same thing happened. Like it, we didn't get it and yeah. someone else got it and then it fell through and we offered again for less and we got it <laughs> like, and it took probably two months yeah for that to happen but we were like this is the opportunity we wanted yeah and it's a great property but it took it took well a long time to find it yeah and once we got it it was just like this emotional roller coaster yeah. like, Ooh, this is gonna work <laughs> oh. <laughs> right but i think there's there's definitely advice there for uh people to continue to persevere yeah yeah don't be discouraged you know, a lot of people will say no. Eventually somebody says yes. You just need that one. Well, people even get discouraged about the weather. Like we've had a lot of rain. And I just look at the weather and I'm like, okay, well, you know. Yeah. Whatever, we need <laughs> rain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What a thing to get. Uh, you can't change it. Get upset about, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look for the look for the silver lining on those rain clouds. Because <laughs> it's coming for you. <laughs> um yeah, he talks about uh, spending time every month um, just looking around a certain area, again, applying to real estate and looking for changes, like just getting to know an area. So, yeah, local real estate knowledge, invaluable. Um, yeah. Shop for deals in the market, correct. Yeah, makes sense. Learn when, how, and where to buy by investing in your education. So, yeah, make sure you're always learning more. Um, think bigger to get richer. Sure. Um yeah, what else? Buy a bigger pie. So most people only look for what they can afford. So he's saying find a deal and then make that work. So if it's more than you can buy. Yeah, let's talk about that because how do you do yeah. that? Well, so I don't know. And maybe I should listen to this because I've, I've seen, <laughs> well, I've seen a few deals yeah. in where we're looking um, and, you know, that are good deals, but they're just like they're out of my price range. Yeah. So maybe what I need to do is just get some investors because I've had people say like, Hey, let us know when you're, yeah, you know, when you're down there, down in the States and, um, we'd be interested in buying too. But yeah. I'm like, I just want to get that first deal and get it figured out. But, um, yeah, deals will come up yeah. and you know, maybe it's way more than you can afford, but you Still know, a good deal. And he's of the opinion, Kiyosaki, I think of lock in the deal and then go find investors to uh to help you out with yeah. that so make it work yeah <clears throat> so that's what that's about um what else negotiate volume discounts yep read and learn from history action always beats inaction sort of the final one and uh yeah i found that to be true as well right inaction like you know the result from inaction nothing yeah 
generally, or things get worse. Wait, don't things fall out of the sky out of your lap? <laughs> Not very. Uh, maybe a fish if there's like some weird uh, rain what? rain cloud. You never seen that where it's like it's raining fish in an area or other weird things. Not in Doctor Zeus books. I read to my kids. <laughs> uh, actually, the Ublek. Has uh, you ever read that book? No, nah, uh, I think it's been a while. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, no, you Maybe can have talk a, about that book next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, that'll be our next book review, Dr. Zeus. All right. <laughs> uh, no, where you get like a weird weather pattern where it'll like suck up part of a lake. And then... And then uh, and there's fish in there and then it gets okay. deposited somewhere else. So that's until that bit, happens uh, to you, you have to take action. Exactly. And so, but what does action look like? Because people well, say that. Doing, it's it's like, doing something. And sometimes it's yeah. the wrong thing. And I've seen that in business as well, like not just real well, estate. Let's say you wake up in the morning and today is the day I'm going to take action, Mark. What what does that look like? Like I just have to go to work yeah. and then I have to do my job. And then when I come home, I got responsibilities. Yeah. So what does action look like? This quote unquote action. Like, <laughs> Well, it's so it starts It's kind of a cop out, but it starts before right oh. so all these things that he's talking about right surround yourself with the right people um educate yourself always be learning get to know an area like you have to do all that stuff before you can take action you have to do all the prep before you can actually do the thing that you're looking to do so if that's in real estate which is what we're talking about that would mean going out and making an offer on a place right but you don't just jump out blindly and do that. You need to know the basics. So basically you're saying action for me, like if I'm starting from zero and I'm waking up in the morning, like could be buy a book and read it. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the precursor to action, but maybe for some people that's action. If they've never read a book before, right. that's action, right? For you, you read a lot. Yeah. That may just be um, like tr getting ready to, to to do the action <laughs> right. I knew we were making too much of this but um yeah but i think that the point is like if you're in a rut to change that rut and to do something different yeah. and maybe that starts with just when you said it could be a mistake a and it could be a mistake so yeah don't like, be worried don't be scared about that no, you have to make mistakes if you want to have experience, right? I think we talked about that last time, right? Kiyosaki said he's he's never met um, a rich person that didn't lose money. Yeah. Sometimes mistakes include your cameras turning off in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but we're taking action. Exactly. Um, right. <clears throat> oh. Yeah, feedback. Yeah, but like I've, I've seen that again in business as well, right? Sometimes you have to make a decision and maybe it's not the right decision. You lose money. And yeah, maybe you lose money, but you have to, like a leader especially has to, you can't just be like, ah, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You have to take action, yeah. especially with the people following you. Um, they, you know, if you want to lose respect, be wishy-washy. Oh. Don't we're make gonna decisions. go on a tangent and talk about all the mistakes we've made and how much they costed. <laughs> Can I start? <laughs> uh, we said it was going to be a short podcast, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, hindsight is twenty twenty in all these situations, right? Exactly. You make a decision, you're like, you know what, this is to be pretty good, and then no time tell. No, you didn't make a good decision, and then, but now you know something you didn't, so. Um, you can make a better decision next time. If you never took action, 
well, you'd still be in the same position you were before, and maybe the decision got more expensive. And we could talk about inflation and why the decision got more expensive. But that's yeah. a different conversation. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, there's a whole topic on business leadership and, and that kind of thing. But the point is, yeah, like, take action. Yeah, okay. Right? Do something. And um, especially when it applies to real estate, right, we've talked about analysis paralysis, Right. Where people are like, okay, I'm going to, and I've seen lots of, I'm sure you've seen lots of people like that too. Right? They want to get into real estate yeah. and they're looking at deals, but they can just never pull the trigger because it's not like the perfect, perfect see, deal. I see more people who don't necessarily even look at deals, but who just, uh, are thinking about what to invest in. Right. And yeah, before they even consider like real estate is, the, they might even say real estate is the thing, but just where do you start? You're paralyzed in the sense that like, this is just like, what do I even do? Yeah. Right. So that's where, yeah. Call us up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we definitely read this book, play the game Yeah. and it'll start changing your mindset. And, uh, I definitely think it will start spurring people on to, um, making some more better financial decisions. And, yeah. But in general, if you think of like, People who are quote unquote successful, yeah. right? They're doing stuff. Yeah. They're moving. They're in action. They're not just like living a sort of a, um, I can't remember. I can't think of the word. Complacent? A, yeah. A complacent life where, you know, you, you talked about that cycle, right? You get up, go to work. Um, Lacks of days. Order a, yeah. Order a pizza, play your video games and rinse and repeat and do the same thing every day. And, um. We really beat up on All right, people. So, what do we actually games, think eh? about this book, Mark? Because, like, uh, we did touch on a few things that we think about throughout the podcast that we did on it. Um, yeah. We definitely think it's a good book for people to read. If you've never read anything financial, um, like, you can get into financial concepts and uh, economics and, like, educate yourself with kind of textbook style reading. Yeah. Or you can go into, like, a self help business like if you look at books out there to to read um there's like the self-help category that's yeah. really like from a christian perspective it's very self-centric right yeah and increasingly so um but this book seems to be one that um i think it's more easy to navigate like it's written to what do we say the average american yeah um what are they at a grade three level three to five or yeah, something yeah five. reading level <laughs> <laughs> that just blows me away <laughs> but yeah that that it's easy to read right yeah and it's a story format so it definitely engages you and um yeah it gets the concepts in a simple way um that you can kind of remember yeah i mean we're struggling to remember in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> um no but you're right and like so there is a but lot I, of wisdom yeah but if you read it superficially, like if you just read the text and you go, oh, well, that's the law. Okay. Like it does lead to materialism and greed, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's, we see that so much in the real estate world, right? Where yeah. people, um, they're, they're smart. They make good decisions. They, you know, follow this, some of the concepts in the book yeah. very well and they end up doing well. Um, but it's still just an empty life. Yeah. Because like at the end of it. Sometimes it sickens me, but other times it like saddens me because it, you did so well in the yeah. eyes of the world yeah. and the success measures of the world and the things that, you know, this book, for example, would say are successful, but 
you lost eternity or yeah. you aren't living with the full joy of that. Yeah. And like, what have you gained? Yeah. You're the same person you were then yeah. now, but you're just, you're richer. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. You got some financial security, but nothing about you has changed. Yeah. Often. Yeah. I find, right? If so you were, we want to definitely make sure people aren't falling into that trap because you can read this stuff and fall into that. I think quite easily. Yeah. I think it's, it is the same for so much worldly wisdom right? Things that you can learn, even if you're going through the education system, right? You have to have your sort of spiritual glasses on when you're reading everything yeah. to understand like this is good practical knowledge, good, you know, uh, worldly wisdom, we'll call it, um, to be able to do well sort of on this plane, yeah. right? On the, um, on the physical plane of things. And we've talked about that before being good stewards where we want to use the gifts that we receive in this physical existence, um, to do well and to do well, you know, for ourselves, but for others, uh, for God, like understanding it's not ours, it belongs to God. And then when you have that, that mindset and those spiritual glasses on, you read something like this, then you quickly can see like, you know, here's how I can do well yeah. with that. But, like the the whole underlying concept is really serving myself yeah. or serving mammon and um if you don't have those glasses on then yeah what what else would you do you would follow this and i mean i see a lot of people in in the i mean i'm sure it's everywhere but in the real estate space where you see people kind of get successful Right. And then they start to realize like, oh, there's some other things I need to change in my life too. But usually that result revolves around physical fitness. Yeah. Right. Getting myself in shape so yeah. that I can be around longer to enjoy my money or, yeah. or for my kids or family. First you get the wealth and then you try and focus on the health to enjoy. Yeah. It. And then, okay, I need to learn, I need to improve my mind. Right. Yeah. And people will get into uh, and or my spirituality so they do yeah. meditation and like yeah. all kind of like just dancing circles around yeah it's all about the self yeah right in the guise of spirituality yeah and uh like we know eventually that's just sort of empty yeah so um that's the whole wherever book of ecclesiastes right vanity <laughs> and meaningless fleeting <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and yeah, like vanity. Chasing after the wind. Yeah, vanity isn't the seen, best the wind translation. Is going all over the place these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think the word for vanity, I can't remember what it is in Hebrew now, um, yeah, but it, it's actually smoke. Okay, is really what it means. So saying smoke, smoke, everything is smoke, isn't you know the most poetic, right? Vanity yeah. sounds much better, but um, you know, like you know it's there. Yeah, like I tried to grab it, but I missed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it's the there, but back. you can't really grab it. Yeah. You can see it, you know, it's there, but you can't have it. Right. Yeah. And that's an allegory for everything in this world, I think. Yeah. So, um, All what right. do you think, Brent? I agree. And I'm thinking other things about this book too, because <laughs> one criticism I think I've heard is that Robert, um, he, often demeans people like, <laughs> yeah, a little bit he's pretty bold and like whatever you say rich dad stupid dad but yeah. he pretty much demeans people who kind of follow the system yeah so um yeah in a sense it's motivational book right it's yeah. not necessarily 
he's not really a financial expert per se. Like he has been successful in his endeavors, but, um, yeah, he's kind of just trying to motivate people to see things a different way and take from it what you will. But if it changes your financial life for the better, uh, maybe so you can use some of these concepts. Right. But he, I think he, if you're following the herd and you're comfortable doing that, um, this might not be the book for you because you might feel slighted, <laughs> right? Well, maybe it's what you need to get you out of that. Yeah. Uh, so there's kind of two ways to look at it. But. Um, well, but the, that brings it might up be another. A little bit unfair the way he goes about it. That brings up another point too, though, right? Because even if you follow Kiyosaki on social media or whatever, like he's, I don't, I think he's going a little bit off the deep end. Um, <laughs> right. But he is kind of that brash. Yeah, I don't follow him, but. Yeah. Well. Uh, he is that kind of brash, like even in the book, right? Yeah. You know, savers are losers, right? So again, from a Christian perspective, you know, we can do things differently and we can think we're bettering ourselves, but you can't like look down on other people. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Right? Treat, even if you disagree with contempt. Yeah. That's not, like, that's just not a, a way to live life yeah. and How a way is to that look at people, humble? right? You're not being humble in, in the sense. Yeah. Um, and that could be a big motivation for you too, right? If you are, um, coming from a place of, I want to seek to better other people and be generous while well, you had to build them up first before you, you know, be more critical of their, uh, yeah. life. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think he, he obviously doesn't know personally people and he's not throwing certain people under the bus. He's just saying in general, sort of is throwing his dad under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. That's not good either. So no. Um, anything else? Yeah. It's just, well, just in that vein, it's sort of like that, that saying, right. Have fun staying poor where people (laughs) think they've discovered something and maybe they have, but, uh, we see that in certain circles, right. Where it's just sort of that, that idea of throwing up your hands when you've argued with somebody about something for a while. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, there's just, you're not going to listen, whatever. Have fun staying poor. Yeah. And I'll see you later. Right. Like just not the right attitude. I don't have time for you. Yeah. 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 And because I am rich or I'm going to be rich, I'm better than you. Yeah. So right? I'm the Bible associate. has a lot to say about yeah. that. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> I'm not going to associate with you. I'm going to associate with other people yeah. who are better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's always the temptation, right? When we're dealing with money, when we're dealing with, um, building wealth. Yeah. Is that like, well, I've, I've done this and I'm better than you. Yeah. When really a lot of the time it's just, you know, there is some learning and so, some things that happen, but a lot of it is, is opportunities that come yeah. your way yeah. that other people may not have had. And yeah. like, who are you to say that because you had those opportunities, you know, some people would call it luck. Um, you had a little more luck than someone else. Does that make you better than them? No, just yeah. different circumstances, right? Yeah. So, and is the point to be better than other people? Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of is for a lot of this, a lot of the self help stuff too, yeah. right? Yeah. Be better than other people, and then only surround yourself with the same kind of people as you. Yeah. And it's all couched in 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 terms of you know being safe and and, yeah. and you know nice language, but at the end of it, it's uh, I don't think that's what it's about. So, all right, we'll add that dead horse to the pile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think in summary, it's uh, there's some great practical insight and um, definitely some stuff to learn in this book. But, um, 
you know, as always, there's only one book, the Bible, that uh, should be your guiding, um, your guiding force in life and uh, everything else. Yeah, is, so maybe uh, we advise people to listen to this episode of the podcast at two or three times speed and then go read the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How's that to wrap it up? And next time we're going to get into something completely different, but still related to kind of what we're talking about. Exactly, as we often do. well thanks for listening folks until next time steward your wealth wisely thanks for listening to this episode of the two stewards show if you like my voice better click subscribe and if you like my voice better click share if you like both give us a five-star rating to interact with the show feel free to reach out at hello at two stewards.ca we'll see you in the next episode in the meantime steward your wealth wisely